It's all it's in all the in hips. The hips. <laughs> it's all or just in tap, the hips. Tap, tap, tap it in. Tap, 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 tap it in. <laughs> this just got really sexual. <laughs> That's our intro. <laughs> Woo! Talk to the end. What's up, everybody? This is Sarah, your host of Talk to the Hand podcast, a podcast about the 90s, everything you love about the 90s, and more. Hello, 90s kids. Um, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. How are you? How you doing? I got Eric with me today. Hey, everyone. My co-host, co-producer, husband, fur baby daddy. <laughs> Whatever else I call him all the time. Gigapet parent. Gigapet, co- co-gigapet parent. <laughs> um, so yeah, Eric's with me this week. Yay, Eric. Um, and we are back. We took a little bit of a break. It was just kind of one of those breather weeks we really, really needed to get some other business and stuff under control and ready to go and get this 2021 started. Um, and so we're back. And we thought, you know, we had another episode planned. I think I've said that the last like three episodes. Um, but we had another episode planned, but we decided to scrap it and put it off for a different time so that we could do... What are we doing, Eric? Well, we're doing this one because it's a very special time for it. It is the 25th birthday or anniversary <laughs> or uh, film-aversary. Film-aversary. Uh, I'm coining that trademark right now. <laughs> film-aversary. Talk to the Hand Podcast 2021. Copyright. Uh, we're talking about one of the two best golf movies of all time. Uh, you know, it's a rock, paper, scissors event to see which one is actually oh my God, the, just say it. the best one. <laughs> Happy Gilmore! Happy Gilmore! <laughs> We're doing Happy Gilmore. It's a 1996 golf comedy starring Adam Sandler, and it just celebrated its 25th anniversary. So we thought... Filmiversary. Filmiversary. So we thought this would be the perfect episode to do this week. Back at it. We did a few, like, kind of, you know, kid episodes about what it was like as a child, you know, in our childhood. But Adam Sandler was multi-cross-generational. I mean... They're very nostalgic. Yeah. They're very, very nostalgic. For everyone. They're just 90s Adam Sandler best. At his best. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into the topic, I just wanted to remind you, as always, follow us on social media, TTTHpod on Twitter, Talk to the Hand Pod on Instagram. You can find us at Talk to the Hand Pod at uh, oh, that's no, that's the email. Talk to the handpod at gmail.com is our email address. You can email us or you can visit us at talk to the handpod at let me try that again. Or you can visit our website at talktothehandpod.com. Okay. Also, I wanted to make sure to let you know the re- the sources we use will be in the show notes. We didn't really use that many, but um, there are some really fun little videos you can watch. Uh, you could watch the little rivalry between Shooter and Happy um, for the 25th anniversary. Um, you know, we might be giving some spoilers away. No promises uh, just because it's been 25 years and... Yeah, don't hold us to that. There's definitely going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> so pause this. Go watch it. It's yeah. on HBO right now. Go watch it and then get back to us. I also wanted to um, implore you all, please, if you like and appreciate what you hear today or what you've heard before, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It really helps us with our algorithms, help us get noticed by other 90s kids. Um, so if you could please do that for us, that would be great. We will do a giveaway in March for five-star reviews. So um, yeah, if you get it in now, just do it. Just just do it now. 
I mean, think about think about your review as uh, leaving your bike at the front door. If, you know, there's more bikes at the front door in front of the 90s house, that's where the party's at. That's where the party's at. There you go. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. But I, yeah, I get it now. That's the that's the chill yeah. spot. That's the yeah. 90s chill spot that we talked about. Every every neighborhood has a 90s chill spot. Ours, 90s kids, is Instagram and the Apple uh, reviews. So make sure you are on both of them. Let's get into it. Okay. Happy Gilmore 1996. Eric, give me the Cliff's Notes version of Happy Gilmore starring Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore is the story about the world's greatest hockey player in his head anyway. In his head. And <laughs> he ends up uh, on a quest to raise the money to save his grandmother's house that the IRS is repossessing because she's got years of back taxes. And he also ha- just failed a hockey tryout because he sucks with like on ice skills other we'll, than his powerful slap shot. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> OK, I was like, wait, you're missing like a whole part there. <laughs> I'm just doing a quick synopsis. Okay, okay, okay. Continue. So Happy, on his magical quest, his mythical quest to raise the money for his grandma, finds out that instead of being a wonderful hockey player like he thinks, he's actually a halfway decent golfer. And... Adam Sandler chaos ensues. Yeah, Adam Sandler. That should be like, we should make a shortened uh, acronym for that. Adam Sandler chaos ensues. <laughs> or make that a hashtag. Um, but yeah, so it's about Happy Gilmore. He is an aspiring hockey player. And he tells you time and time again in the movie that he is a hockey player. <laughs> but he really like, he's super shitty on ice. So he falls. He's like, he has no skills. But he has this wicked, as Eric calls it, wicked slap shot. I mean, they, they show in his first tryout that, you know, his, I mean, his, his slap shot is, you know, breaking the glass. Shatters the glass. I mean, yeah. They don't understate that Happy has the greatest slap shot ever, but they also don't understate the fact that he can't skate. He can't skate. He, he has no on ice skills. <laughs> he's also kind of an asshole, but, you know, that's okay in hockey. He fits the profile. Like, he's fine. Yeah, minus um, the not being able to skate for him. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, he has this beautiful relationship with his grandma. He moved in with his grandma when he was a kid. So, he just loves his grandma. Very sweet. She, He finds out that she is losing her house because she has years and years and years of unpaid back taxes. And so... Um, she's losing her house, but he has 90 days to come up with the money um, to do it. And he, you know, he goes to this really, he has a really shitty day. So he doesn't make another tryout and they kind of mock him and laugh at him and, you know, make him feel like shit. And then he gets dumped by his girlfriend because he didn't make the tryout and just overall. Because he's a loser. <laughs> and then um, so he has this like really shitty day and, you know, he goes over to his grandma and the the movers are there. And this is one of the top scenes, in my opinion. And Eric and I, you know, I feel like when we were watching it, we both thought this was the top scene. But the movers are taking his, taking out all these things and they're taking a break when they come across his grandpa's antique uh, golf clubs. And they start just like doing a long drive contest. And then Happy comes out. The, and the, yeah. the two movers are sitting there dicking around with the golf club, just taking a break. But Happy wanted them to to have like the, the TV or whatever set up so he could watch the game. And they were like, look, if you can putt your ball past mine, we'll get back to work immediately. And Happy again reiterates, I'm not a golfer. 
I'm a hockey player. But sure, I'll do it. I want to watch my fucking hockey I want to watch my game. So sure, whatever. And so he he just, you know, goes for a little putt, but just nails that ball 400 yards down the road. And we'll get to the cinematography behind the actual <laughs> golf ball shots. I mean, that's a whole thing in its own. Um and the, the movers just freak out. Like, how could he hit it that far? Like, that's incredible. And Happy doesn't even Beginner's know. Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck. He doesn't even know that that's a good thing. And, you know, bet 20 bucks. He can't do it again. Another double or nothing bet. He does it again. And, you know, Happy has that moment where he realizes that, wow, I could actually make money off of just hitting a ball really far. I mean, his first thought is the next scene, he goes to the driving range and he's just like, hey, see if you can outwhack me, you know, so you can hit the ball farther than I can. And I think he even step said, right up. Yeah, he's like, step right up and challenge the amazing yeah. golf ball whacker guy, dude. Like he just is making a mockery of the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. he's but he's so his his slap shot is so powerful. It gets everyone's attention and it gets the attention of Chubbs. Chubbs, you know, the the mentor, you know, his Yoda, if you will. His or... Yoda, oh my God. Yeah. That is his Yoda. So Chubbs, Chubbs, you know, gets he gets his attention. Chubbs is a golf pro himself. Uh loses he lost an arm to a crocodile fight. Um, and so he doesn't golf anymore, but he's a coach. And so he basically takes Happy under his wing, says, you know, like if you get this together, we could make you some money if you go on tour and you know. You could make you can get the money. So, um, so yeah, he, I mean, well, well he, he's the one that basically, you know, like lets Happy realize that if he actually really wants to make the big bucks instead of just making a couple of bucks here and there at the driving range, just out hitting out, out driving people, I guess. Um, that if he really wants to make money, the big bucks, he's got to enter the 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 pro tour. Yeah, and that's know, how so he can win the money back. So Chubbs convinces him to enter the pro golf tour to win the money back. Um, so he actually does okay, and he starts getting some. You know, the the checks start rolling, and there's like that really funny scene where he like walks up to the guy. He's like, "Where's my big check? I, I'll take any check. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be small. It could be one of the big ones." And he just actually collects his big checks in the back of his car, but he's just like hey like shamelessly like hey i'm just in this for the fucking money yeah <laughs> i'm a hockey player i don't give a shit about golf i'm just in this for the money yeah why did you want this job uh because i needed money <laughs> and and it's just so funny like how you know so he he starts his golf uh this pro golf tour and and he's super green like literally at the beginning so he doesn't even know what a caddy is it's just like so his first caddy on the first game is just this, like super goofy little like 15 year old kid you know with his little chicken legs and his bleached hair and like he first grabs the the clubs and remember when happy like runs up to him he like pushes him down like super aggressively like a hockey player so like, where are you going to my club punk <laughs> yeah. i mean happy almost kicks this guy's ass on the golf course because he thinks he's stealing his clubs he, he is just so know. yeah he's so far removed he has no idea what the concept even that, of one, a caddy that part is. is so funny that running joke the fact that he has no idea is so subtle but it is so Good. And it's carried out perfectly by Adam Sandler. And it's also really well written. Yeah. I mean, even even the kid, the, the kid acts it out really well. Like he's so clueless. Like yeah. he has no idea what's going on. I mean, <laughs> even, even the part where, you know, Adam Sandler, like there, there's one scene where, you know, uh, Happy, you know, is like basically like, hey, make sure like I don't do, I don't anything, do anything stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then he totally does something stupid and he goes up and smacks the cat and he's like, 
where are you at on that one, dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so silly and goofy. And so that that first that the first tour he goes on, they realize that he is a lot of polishing up he needs to do. And that part is just so funny. He cusses. So that's what we learn um, that he is no short game. Zero short Zero game. Zero short game. Yeah, he can't putt. Like even when it came to to hockey, you know, the only thing going for him was uh, other than his gigantic cojones that he had. <laughs> Uh, willing to do anything, but all he had was a massive, wicked slap shot. And he had a bad, and he had a bad attitude. Like he had the bad attitude where, like he would, he missed the he he would miss the short drive. Like he would miss his putting, and he would get so mad that he would string a like like a tapestry of profanities. The the TV would have to beep it all out, and he would throw things, and he was so pissed. And that's when they were like, "Oh shit, we really need to refine this guy because he has potential, and he brings us a lot of money." So he started bringing that money, and they didn't want to lose him they didn't want to kick him off and they didn't want to you know not have him there because he brought a lot of ratings and a lot of viewers yeah i mean he was a complete liability in every sense of the word on on that tour or on on any golf tour but the whole argument for him for keeping him on the tour was he they had the highest ratings they've ever had like i mean can Shit. I just say, can right. I just say, I'm going to enter here, um, this little theory I have. So here's where we meet Virginia. So we see that Happy's a little rough around the edges. I just want to say this is another movie where a woman comes and saves the day. Am I right, ladies and femmes? Um, like, she literally comes in and she's like, look, give me time with him because I think he has something. She she actually saw who he really was as a person because he didn't give a shit about golf. And she saw that. But she was like, look, he's great for the golf game. He brings all kinds of viewers. And at this point, we're also starting to see that he's a few games in. We're seeing a whole new crowd. Like, he bucks tradition at every single, like, every single turn. We're seeing crowds with happy on one side on their bellies and rules painted on the back. Like, we are seeing, like, babes, like, super blonde, 90s babes with their like getting their boobs signed like we are seeing a completely new thing in golf and so Virginia played by who is she played by Claire Dunphy Claire Dunphy Joey Julie Bowen <laughs> modern family represent I mean and I, I like to think just really quick interjection that this was Claire Dunphy's prequel. Yeah, I, mean, this was, I can see it. This was her this is very when she Claire was in Dunphy. her wild 20s <gasps> oh my before God. she settled down with Phil oh my and God, had the kids. That's such a good fan theory. And that's why she's still so rambunctious in Modern Family. She remembers those days with Happy. when she was on the PGA Tour <laughs> with Happy. When he was breaking uh, brooms or, and, 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 or golf clubs or whatever and throwing them into the woods and saying, no, no, no. I didn't break it and throw it into the woods. I was testing its durability and then placed it back amongst <laughs> its friends. He's such a little punk. So he's got this like super punk rock, like like hockey attitude. Um, so Virginia comes in. So not only does he have a shitty short game, he has this, uh, his attitude makes it so he will get hit, he will get kicked off at any point because he is a liability. So she comes in and she basically she basically works with Chubbs to whip him into shape. So she takes care of the of like the PR image um, optics perspective, and Chubbs really helps with um, Happy Short Game by how does he do it, Eric? Iconic scene. Ooh, the only place anyone ever learns their short game. 
The mini the golf mini course. course. I mean, Sunsplash shout out. Oh, Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sacramento shout out. Golfland Sunsplash. I <laughs> That's where I learned. <laughs> not gonna tell you how many golf balls went over fences. <laughs> Into uh, onto I eighty. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, okay, hold on. Who built a mini golf course okay. next to a freeway? We probably have like a quarter of our listeners from Sacramento anyway. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Who builds a mini golf course next to a freeway? The only two golf mini golf courses I grew up with in my hometown were both next to different freeways. All right. That's a recipe for disaster. It is. It we're going to edit is. all of this out and it'll be on the <laughs> I don't Patreon. Think, oh, okay. There we go. So, um, so Thank he goes to, in. so he goes to the, the putt, the putting range or the mini putt, mini golf range and basically Chubbs tells him, okay, well, first of all, I think we completely glossed over the, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. So well, that, Chubbs, that was in this scene. It was, it was in the, the mini golf scene. It was before that. But I think he like elaborates it on this scene. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, 90s kids, any kids, it's all it's in, all the, in hips. the hips. It's all in the hips. Or just tap, tap, tap it in. Tap, tap, tap it in. This just got really sexual. That's our intro. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so anyway, so he goes back. And so so Chubbs works on his short game at the uh, mini golf course where he basically teaches him to be creative, think outside of the box in terms of letting the ball bounce off of things and just kind of directing his, his energy. Really, it's kind of an energetic thing because Happy has so much energy behind his swing and like in his being that like Chubbs just says, like, just redirect it. Like you can't hit it directly into it because that's just not how you work. You got to send it. You got to make it do something interesting because that's Happy Gilmore. So he basically says, like, bounce it off of this part and let it roll down this and let it like like hit that and then ricochet into that. And then and then it sinks the the hole like. So he learns how to do that there. So we got Virginia and we got Chubbs making um, Happy into the golfer of everyone's dreams. And can we just talk for a minute? We didn't even, we haven't even touched, touched on the villain of the movie, which deserves an entire episode probably just on himself. <laughs> the perfect foil to Happy Gilmore was was born in Christopher Christopher McDonald's Shooter McGavin. Shooter I mean, McGavin. With those like obnoxious like pew, pew, like finger guns. Yes, and finger <laughs> guns and the little like sounds he made and everything. Suaveness. Like I mean in a weird way, he was the Darth Vader to Happy's Luke oh my Skywalker. God, you are nailing these Star Wars analogies. <laughs> Yeah, My dad would be very proud right now. The force is strong with happy. I mean, <laughs> with anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, he really is the Darth Vader of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely probably the the best counterpart to any Adam Sandler character that I that I think there was. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple more right now, and I think I think yeah, I think I think Shooter. He's so memorable. Yeah. Just he's so memorable. And I think every single person in the entire world remembers I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You I mean, I think I may. You eat just eat some hay. <laughs> Lay by the bay. <laughs> <laughs> I just may. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I mean, do you say? <laughs> Don't you can't forget, like, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> Everyone remembers <laughs> that one of Shooter McGavin. I mean, that that was like 
such a 90s thing too to be like oh you eat pieces of shit for breakfast and then everyone said that when happy said that it was just case closed yeah you eat pieces of shit for breakfast and even the look on on christopher mcdonald's face like that was just shit he got me just like (laughs) shit he got me (laughs) damn it all all right cheers i'll drink to that like you got me man like Although, Got him. although right before that, um, Happy uh, threatened to fight him and shatter the bottle on the bar top. So. <laughs> yeah, and then Claire, Claire Dunphy, Julie Bowen comes in and she's like, oh my God, he just smashed this bottle trying to kill him. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I just broke this bottle and I was looking for the pieces of it. Oh, there's one. Oh, <laughs> there's one. Up there's there. one. There's one. <laughs> like, I mean, he's such a hockey guy. Like, yeah. he's such a hockey guy. Happy, like, always had a quip or uh, uh, an excuse. Like, there, there was always, like, a reason for what Happy was doing and whether or not it made sense in reality, it made sense to Happy. Yeah. And that was really cool. Happy was definitely a Gemini. Happy was definitely just amazing. I also wanted to talk about an MTV Movie Award that the movie won. And it won it. But how many of you still remember MTV Movie Awards? Okay, but anyway, like the movie won an MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. And Eric, let's talk about the fight scene. One of the best scenes of all time with none other than Bob Barker. I mean, I think when when anybody thinks of like the best 90s fight scenes, you have to bring up this one. Happy Gilmore versus Bob Barker playing himself. Iconic. I mean, that was incredible. I mean, that that's like Happy just knocks out Bob Barker. Yeah, it's so funny because like it, there's so much shit talking there too. It's like he says, um, you want a piece of me? And then Bob says, I don't I want, want a the piece whole thing. of you. I want the whole thing. And then and then uh, my, my other favorite part of that is when Adam Sandler goes, the price is wrong, bitch. And then Bob gets back up and like beats the shit out of him and walks away winning the fight with his wet butt, like jabbing the air and says... Now I've had enough, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just turns away and like starts jabbing the air, walking away like like a fucking boss. <laughs> yeah, he's still shadow boxing as he walks away. Just kind of like, oh, I still got it. I know the moves. <laughs> now I've had so enough, good. bitch. I it's mean, so good. He went from the Nelson Mandela of game show hosts to being the Clint Eastwood of game show hosts in 30 seconds flat. <laughs> I mean... That was incredible. So good. And if you haven't seen this movie, I I mean, I'm assuming you've seen this movie if you're listening to this podcast. But if you haven't, even just go watch it. I'll put a link of it um, in the show notes. You just have to watch that fight scene because it is so funny. It like, I think I literally cackled when we were watching it. Yeah, you gross cackled. I cackled. It was really cute, though. It was so, it's so funny. So that has to be my favorite scene of the whole movie, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. And what's really funny is um, Bob Barker actually said it made the ratings go up for younger viewers. And then he said after that movie came out that he was asked at least once a day about the scene. And like what he thought about it. It's just pure brilliance. Oh, I totally believe it. Because I, I remember in, in the 90s too, you know, like that, that movie came out. I, I loved it and everything. And then there were those days where I'd be home from school or, you know, it'd be the summertime or whatever. It's the middle of the afternoon. And sometimes you're just watching TV. And what was always on? I think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning on UPN or something was The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. So it was really funny. Like, at the same time that I watched Happy Gilmore and loved that whole thing, I actually got to see Bob Barker doing his real thing. And, like, 
Yeah, that was that hilarious. Was, that was a really fun crossover. Yeah, yeah, like it was a it was, really fun crossover. I mean, and well, just just real quick, speaking of crossovers from that, I mean, I just want to bring up the fact that of of Happy Gilmore's boss in that movie. Oh yeah, one, the one that he shoots in the shoots With the, the nail the nail into the head. You know, like that, like. Most people don't know, but the his, his boss was played um, by by the actor that played Jaws, one of the famous henchmen in Roger Moore's James Bond movies, <laughs> The Spy Who Shagged Me and Moonraker. Spy Who Shagged Me? Shit. That's Austin <laughs> Powers. The Spy Who Loved Me, Roger Moore, James Bond, 1977. Also, just got to plug our Austin Powers episode. Go listen if you haven't. It's groovy, baby. It's groovy. Uh, and then Moonraker, 1979. Uh, and then, yeah. Almost, what, 15 years after that, he's playing Happy Gilmore's boss. I mean, that was just hilarious. You know, one of the most intimidating James Bond henchmen playing Happy Gilmore's boss. And he shoots him in the head with a nail. Yeah. I'd be afraid to. While we're on the topic of um, cameos in this movie, can I just bring up Kevin Nealon? So Kevin Nealon is I completely forgot he was in this until I watched this again last week. But Kevin Nealon plays like one of his pair, like his partnered pairs. And remember when he was like, he was super all about energy. So he was like the weird guy. He was like, harness the good energy, block out the bad. The ball has its own energy and its own home. And he calls the hole its home. And that's when Happy like can't get it into its home. He's like, are you too good for your home? Like, (laughs) why wouldn't you just go in your home? home, man. Are you too good for your home? And like Kevin Nealon's um, cameo in that is so funny. I still remember the hand motions, the block the good harness the good block bad harness energy block bad like and he's just so funny like that's such a good cameo i love that one it's about like maybe five minutes long he doesn't show up anywhere else but kevin nealon is a delight i've seen him live um in his comedy his stand-up comedy and he's just truly a very hilarious human being so i loved that cameo i completely forgot about it um well, well, just while well, we're on the topics of cameos, just just real quick, I, I just have to mention that you know everybody remembers that in a, a few scenes from that movie, there was that one guy oh, that would yeah. just like randomly the like the the nodding guy, the smirking guy at Happy Lake when he would do something, this guy would just nod so disapprovingly. That's true. And uh, so 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 that guy, I had to look at it myself because I, I I figured like he had to be somebody, yeah. you know. And he was actually this uh, uh, this this man named uh, Lee Trevino, and he was actually inducted to the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1981. Hell I mean, yeah. he was a serious golfer, like like real pro PGA Tour golfer that they got to cameo in this movie, like three or four times, several times in the movie. And actually, since then, he has. I just have to say, he's denounced the movie. He wished he, he never, yeah, he he never so, did the cameo. He was like, so pissed about it. Yeah, he, saw that, he thought it was too much profanity. Yeah, exactly. He, it, it was too much like potty humor, essentially. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, he, 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 he's, he's older. You know, he, he was inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame in 19, uh, 1981. Well, so, like, at not, this point, he was like, okay, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to be remembered for this. Yeah, he's been a legit golfer for at least a decade. And here is this kid, like, that's playing a Hot, like the movie is about this hockey player that takes things like mops and golf clubs and gas pumps and use it like puts it between his legs and humps the air. <laughs> like this guy has been a golf pro for more than a decade. I can see why that would be a little offensive. <laughs> what twelve year old guy hasn't done that? Though? I know that was I'm so sure nice. Trevino did that with a golf club yeah. at one point, and he was just like, "Oh, I can't be a part of that." Yeah, yeah. But anyways, like I just want to get back to the fact that like 
the the way that they structured the cast of this movie was incredible. Like, like even if you don't know who these people are, it was still hilarious. It still worked. They were just funny characters and stuff. But once you know a little bit more about them, it's almost like it. It, it, it's almost like kind of like SNL where yeah. like, you know, Adam Sandler. It does feel know, very like, SNL. You know, like, yeah. yeah. But like good SNL. That's a very well-developed SNL skit. So was Austin Powers. Shameless self-promotion. Yeah, that really was. Like, I feel like, like Happy Gilmore was just, you know, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit, but it just was so, it was just so well-paced and so well-written. And there's so many comedies that drag on and just like lose the audience or whatever. Like Happy Gilmore was just so at every turn. Yeah, there was a lot of potty humor. Yeah, there was profanity. Yeah, it was dumb. But like it just was so comedic gold. Yeah, but I mean that's the point is like the, the point of that's it was it like so that. Good. Yeah, exactly. Like that silly potty humor, that juvenile humor. Like that's what – that's what it was. So like, if you go in knowing that it's it's gonna be but like that, I don't that, think that that like, kind of '90s humor worked on every movie that it tried that tried that. Oh, it definitely didn't. Like Adam Sandler. There was something was, special about Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yeah, it's called Adam Sandler. Yeah, but there was something. But but I feel like Adam Sandler had a lot of hits in the '90s. But those were the two. Like it was kind of like a twin blockbuster hit like the other ones yeah little nicky was good uh big daddy was good even uh what was the one he was airheads he was in he like wasn't in airheads was he oh yeah, yeah he, he was, was in airheads. airheads yeah yeah so he did a lot of other good like even wedding singer actually technically wedding singer is my favorite adam sandler movie of all time but there was just something so um golden and perfect just perfectly orchestrated perfectly executed about happy gilmore and billy madison they I were just, just so earnest they were you know, they were they were just so earnest. I mean, it was just these stories about this regular guy that got caught up. But in Billy like, Madison's not a regular guy. <laughs> he throws parties whenever he graduates a grade. <laughs> we got to do an episode on Billy. Well, come on, Madison. who doesn't throw a party every time they graduate a grade? Like that's a celebration. Like I made it. But but anyways, like he he was seemingly like these like seemingly these regular guys essentially. I mean, albeit extraordinarily juvenile and stunted emotionally and all sorts of things. But whatever, like. He did his thing. And, like, I feel like that's one thing, like, everybody can identify with. It was, like, even, like, on your shittiest day, even when the shittiest thing is going on, like, in Happy Gilmore, when you you lose the, the, the hockey tryout, you don't you don't make the team, and you really thought you were going to this time for the 11th year in a row, yeah. your girlfriend leaves you, and you find out that your grandma's house is being repossessed, the one person that you actually really care about. I mean, Billy Madison, the same thing. He's going through all of these. He wants to impress uh, his dad. It's oh, sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big Daddy, not Billy Madison. Well, we can get to Billy Madison later. Billy Madison, he has daddy issues there, too. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, he was just this guy that was just trying to do his best, that was stuck in a really shitty situation. And he did it. I mean, like, and honestly, real quick, I want to say if it wasn't for Adam Sandler in the mid 90s, we probably wouldn't have Peter Griffin as we know it. Okay, I get it. Yeah, because there's a lot of Adam Sandler and Peter he Griffin. He normalized that physical humor, and I do want to say that physical humor is not a thing anymore. It's it's not really a thing anymore. I mean, I think in the '90s there was definitely still a lot more of that because for for a few decades prior to that, I mean, we could go into all sorts of stuff about you know the the physical humor and stuff, and you know even just also in the '90s, you know Homer Simpson and stuff. Obviously, you know whatever, but that's not really so much of a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's really like, not. like I feel like Andy Samberg killed that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Andy Samberg. I just feel like that genre, that era of SNL skits kind of killed it. Because this mean, is a long SNL skit. So, like, Adam Sandler, SNL, like, this is a – if we're going to equate this to SNL, I feel like if the standard of, of physical humor is that, I feel like it died a little bit with that that era of SNL. Yeah, I think the whole dick in a box thing took the whole physical. That was the last part of it. Too far. Like that was like I loved that was like that. It, it was great. It was hilarious. That it was, was the end it was, of it. That was the good. That was, it was a good like ending. The last hurrah. Yeah. It was like the last bit of physical comedy that you can actually do is dick in a box. Yeah. Because it was so on the nose, yeah. you know. And you know, since then it was just kind of like shit. I mean, is there any movie like, the movies don't have that kind of humor anymore? They just really don't. And I feel like, you know, Happy Gilmore was such a personification, was such like a quintessential embodiment of that physical humor that just really kind of defined the 90s for us as kids, as people. I mean, our cartoons had that kind of physical humor. Um, you know, it just that it was very um silly, goofy and I would say we don't really have that anymore. It's very, uh, I feel like those, that silly, goofy humor is still very loaded these days. Yeah. I, th- I th- For a good reason. I feel like we're waking up. Yeah. I mean, but it's just not there anymore. Like Bob Dylan said, the, the times, times they are changing. Are changing. changing. <laughs> but Sorry, yeah. it wasn't nasally enough. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And yeah. Definitely not. So I wanted to talk about a few interesting facts. So did you know that Judd Apatow rewrote the script, but it was actually uncredited? I did. I, I, I myself didn't know that. But I mean, that's not unsurprising that, you know, people would, you know, uh, add rewrites to stuff uh, on movies when they were just trying to get their, you know, their foot in the door. And- I didn't know Judd Apatow had those kinds of that, that those um, Adam Sandler, Judd Apatow blended like those circles blended. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that either. But I mean, you could almost kind of see that now that like the Judd Apatow movies, some of them like do kind of carry over like they this do. weird ghost of Adam Sandler movies. They really do. You're right. I never thought about that until right now. But I, I think, I mean, what what are some of the Judd It's the Judd very Apatow obvious like, humor. It's the very like not it's not the subtle humor. It's the overt like roll your eyes, laugh at um, humor. Yeah, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just did this. Yeah, that's what really Judd Apatow kind of carries on, that legacy of Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler, I don't want to say he's got a specific legacy because he's still making making movies. <laughs> he's still making movies, and some of them... With the same people. Yeah, yeah, with, with the same guys. And, like, honestly, like, can you really hate on that? That, like... That's pretty rad. Like, it's 2021, and Adam Sandler has still been putting out movies successful to whatever degree with his same buddies. Yeah. Like he's just got the same guys that, that cameo in all of his movies. Like, I mean, has, has anybody seen Hubie Halloween? That was an, that had Julie that, Bowen in it. That was a love letter to nineties Adam Sandler fans yeah. that had everybody in it. Yeah. Steve Buscemi was back. Oh like, my God. <laughs> wow. Like, come on. Like, yeah. that was great. So I, yeah, I really, I think, that was kind of a really interesting point about Judd Apatow. I also, um, he was, so Happy Gilmore was actually loosely based on Adam Sandler's childhood friend. Um, and that this, this kid played ice hockey and then played golf with him when they were growing up. And that there's also a golfer now named Jamie Sadlowski, who's a former hockey player and a long drive champion who can hit a golf balls over 400 yards. And it's been called the real life Happy Gilmore. That is incredible. I didn't know that. Isn't that but... super tight? 
if he's not, you know, on the ninth green at 9 p.m. getting <laughs> by the sprinklers, then he's not happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, you know, it's really funny. Okay, as so, okay, because you mentioned that, I have to bring up um, the Shooter McGavin Happy Gilmore 25th anniversary rivalry Twitter feud. Have you heard of this? Oh my God. Last, that was like, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that was, that was an absolute beautiful moment of social media. Yeah, it was so cute. This is why one of the reasons I'm actually glad we have social media so we can see things like this. I mean, happy Adam Sandler, you know, shows up at the driving range and sets his phone down and he's going to go thwack that golf ball. And he says, this one's for you. Yeah. He's like, shooter, this one's for you. Yeah. He calls out shooter. (laughs) And then, you know, shooter Christopher McDonald ends up posting his own video. He says, you're dead. He says, you're dead shooter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like even 25 years later, they can still call this out and have, have a good time with that. And the funny part is, is like Christopher McDonald actually replied to that. And he replied in character as shooter. And he says, nice drive Gilmore. 25 years, huh? Let's see if it's shooters to her. And then he says, he like turns the camera and as he's turning the camera, he whispers, it's all about the short game. And then he tap, <laughs> tap, tap the ball into an upturned glass. And then he says, money. <laughs> and then he turns the camera to him and he says, shooters, still got it. Thanks to the fans. And why don't you meet me at the ninth green at nine, Gilmore? Ooh. <laughs> That is icy. Yeah. I mean, I need to see a video of the two of them now. Yeah. With happy at the ninth green at nine soaking wet. Like that would be a really still fun, falling for it. Okay, I just want to say that would be a really fun theme party to throw a ninth green at at nine party, and everyone dresses up in like nineties golf gear. Ooh, a nineties ninth green at nine party, and we eat subway sandwiches, which we didn't even touch on. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, was, we didn't even get into the product. He was sponsored by movie. yeah, he was sponsored oh by God. Subway, which we, you hear about all the time in the movie. <laughs> How cute would that be, though? That would be really cute. Okay, nineties kids, if you do it, please, 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 either invite Eric or I, or tag us in all of your pictures of it because. I want to see what that looks like. Or tag Subway sandwiches. Or tag Subway sandwiches. Sorry, Togos. I'm sure their mo- their their marketing department wouldn't mind. Not mind. I mean, I I I grew up work, really working cool. next to where a Subway was. I ate Subway all the time. Like, and maybe that was partially because of Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. That put it in my head. Like, hey, yep. Subway. Absolutely. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Okay, so um, there's no talk about Happy Gilmore two. Is it too late for Happy Gilmore two? Would you watch one? I would absolutely watch one, and I think right now, 90s kids, let's rally this right now. Who wants to start a petition? Let us know. Send us a message. Email us, talk to the handpod at gmail.com. Okay, so... Happy Gilmore 2, the short game. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore 2, where you at on that one, dipshit? Or... Tap, tap, tap it in. <laughs> yeah. Happy Gilmore 2. It's all in the hips. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Oh, my God. Okay, Eric, give us, hit us with your final thoughts on Happy Gilmore in the 90s and what it means to you and the nostalgia and memories it has. I mean, one of my biggest memories about that movie is how many times I watched that on sleepovers yeah. with uh, my best friend Jacob uh, when we were kids in the 90s. I mean, that was one of the movies that we had on VHS that we watched all of the time. And it was incredible. I mean, how, how could you not quote that movie, love that movie? I mean, it was just so fun, so pure. And like we said before, I mean, it was like an extended SNL cut. And, yeah. you know, the, the older we get, I think, you know, I, I find more things that are funny with that movie. And 
It definitely ages well. I think it does age well. Like even even like the potty humor in it. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where like at least like with me now, like I can put that aside and be like, yeah, that was 90s humor. And I can car- compartmentalize that. You yeah. Know? It was, like that's what it was then. And I can totally dig Some it. Some of it the 90s humor that doesn't age well is very cringy, but this one isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was not cringy at all. Like it it works. It flows. It It's comforting. It goes in the home. Yeah, it's <laughs> Uh, okay, so like my final thoughts, I I love Happy Gilmore. I've always loved that. I've always loved Julie, Julie Bowen. I think watching it as an adult was really fun. I just I think Adam Sandler was just so iconic of the '90s. I think every single kid knew the like lines. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. I think every single kid knew, um, you know, you're gonna die, clown. Like when he's hitting the ball into the the clown's mouth and the mini putt course. And, Where you at on that one, dipshit? Yeah, there's just so many quotable lines, and it's just it's just you know there's. There's not a lot there, you know, as always with 90s movies, there's some problematic elements that may or may not um, age well or be controversial today. But I just don't feel any of I I've, maybe there are some in Happy Gilmore. I'm sure I could find some. But honestly, it's just so comforting. So we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, 90s kids. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please, 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 as we said at the beginning, make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Apple. It really helps us out with the algorithm. Make sure you're following us on social media, TTTHpod on Twitter, Talk to the Hand Pod on Instagram. You can find us at talktothehandpod.com or you can email us at talktothehandpod at gmail.com. Um, next week, we have a very fun Y2K episode featuring Sam from Sims on the Go. She's also a Talk to the Hand Pod veteran. Um, And she's also... My sister-in-law. <laughs> Your sister. My sister. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> and she will be on. We're going to be talking about a really fun topic. So make sure you tune into that. And until then, mask up, socially distance, be good human, and be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Bye.